It's another Meet the CEO episode, and we're excited to bring you the founders of Radava Mercantile. This episode is powered by Jasiri Talent Investor Program. Apply now via jasiri.org forward slash application. In this episode, Ivan Otieno, Josephine Adetti, and Isaac Wachira, founders of Radava Mercantile, expound on what it means to provide an agricultural commodity exchange market, alternative financing, and post-harvest technologies to smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Who are Ivan Otieno, Josephine Adetti, and Isaac Wachira? My name is Josephine Otieno. I am the co-founder and CTO of Radava Mercantile. I love engaging in activities that transform the lives of many people, like what you are doing at Radeva Mercantile. My name is Ivan Otieno. I am a co-founder and I assume the role of uh, Chief Operations Officer at Radeva Mercantile. I'm a social entrepreneur. Uh, I'm passionate about trade, community development, and the environment. Uh, my goal is in creating a positive socioeconomic impact in the society. Uh, my name is Isaac Kashira. I'm a husband, father, and a serial entrepreneur. I currently serve as the CEO of Radava Mercantile, and I have a background in mathematics and computer science. Walk us through your journey with Radava Mercantile. When was it founded and why? So Radava Mercantile is an agri-fitech startup on a mission to connect 500 million smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa to the global marketplace. Our primary goal is to ensure that Africa can feed itself. So Radava was founded in 2021 when the three of us uh, met during the Jasiri Talent Investor Program by Alan and Jill Gray Foundation, which selects and develops high-potential entrepreneurs to find solutions to Africa's most pressing problem. So why did, why do we establish Radava? So uh, uh, during our prospecting, uh, we came across a hardworking farmer called Neema. So when we met Neema, she was coming from the local market to sell her maize. So we got, we got curious and asked her, how much did you sell a bag of maize? To a surprise, she told us uh, 2,200 Kenya shillings. That's roughly $22. And, and just before the harvesting season, a bag of maize was selling at uh, 4,500 Kenya shillings. Uh, that now you can see it's $45. From just simple mathematics, we established that Nema lost over 100% of our potential income to marketing efficiencies, specifically price fluctuation. As such, we established Radava to solve Nema's and other 500 million smaller farmers' problems. How exactly does the commodity exchange market and alternative financing work under Radava? When smallholder farmers bring their yields to our warehouses accredited by the Warehouse Receipt System Council, they are issued with a valuable electronic receipt which is transferable through our platform. So, ideally, agricultural commodity traders are able to access our platform and invest in receipts which are basically a derivative of the assets in our, in our warehouses. We provide the commodity traders with as much market information as possible for them to make informed choices. Secondly, for alternative financing, uh, valuable electronic receipts are presented to financial institutions which we partner with like Cooperative Bank and Kenya Commercial Bank and the smallholder farmers are issued with credit worth 60% of the value of their deposit at the warehouse. 
post-harvest is one of the many areas where farmers incur the most losses. How does Badava address this with technology? Post-harvest losses is a big issue when it comes to smallholder farmers. So at Radava, normally during harvest season, the market is saturated with agricultural commodities and farmers are forced to sell their produce at a price which will incur them a loss if they sell it at that time. And uh, if they choose to keep the produce for longer, they, they, it's going to stall, uh, it's going to get shortened, and then it will just go like that, like a loss. This is where we come in. Um, at Tradava, we are providing the physical infrastructure, which includes warehouse to, for farmers to store their produce, especially cereals like maize, beans, so uh, it's well equipped and efficient for long-term storage as they wait for the prices to at least stabilize. And they're issued with an electronic receipt, which is tradable. So now that's where our technology comes in. So they can like keep their um, maize, beans, or agricultural commodities in any of the certified warehouses. Then when they are ready to sell, they can like they are, when they bring it to our warehouse, they they issued with an electronic receipt, which they can be able to use as a collateral to access loans. Suppose they need money right away, as they wait for the prices to stabilize. And also the receipt is tradable on our platform online. Um, yeah, so that's where we come in actually. You are looking to have a 50 million US dollar turnover by 2025 and also by then you hope to have served 1 million smallholder farmers. What kind of work goes into ensuring this happens? So uh, in order to have a 50 million US dollars turnover by 2025 and also serve uh, 1 million smallholder farmers, we'll achieve this by one, uh, investing in physical infrastructure. So we believe that by investing in physical in, uh, infrastructure, We'll, ever, we'll, we'll be able to provide uh, access to warehouse to farmers across across uh, to farmers we serve across Africa. Uh, they will have access to well-equipped warehouses. Number two, uh, we intend to to achieve this by building our logistics capacity to ensure that delivery is made in real time. And uh, third, uh, we'll achieve this by building our technological product. Uh, specifically, we aim at capitalizing on blockchain technology to reduce the cost of trust. Any challenges you have faced in your years of existence? The nature of our business, we are facing many challenges, a lot actually. And uh, the biggest uh, of them all is insufficient funds uh, because agricultural sector is capital intensive, which especially setting up the warehouses, the logistics and everything, even the technological infrastructure, it requires money, a lot of it. And we're even currently looking to fundraise at least $350,000 to help us set up this infrastructure to help the farmers. Um, the other thing that um, challenge you're facing is government regulations, especially uh, when it comes to trading, there are so many government regulations and gaining approvals take a lot of time. Yeah. And um, the other challenge, mostly investing in agricultural commodities seems to be something that is relatively new, I can say. People 
actually have a different perception about investing in an agricultural commodity. It takes a lot of, uh, let's say, effort to convince them, like to view agriculture as an um, industry that is worthy of investing in. So this entire mental shift is a really big problem, uh, but we are overcoming them one by one. What changes would you like to see in your industry? More emphasis on data and research uh, with regards to best practices on farming costs. And then secondly is the application of blockchain technology uh, in connecting value chain actors, markets, and of takers. And then lastly, more funding towards agricultural productivity. What does the future of Radava look like? So Radava's future is bright. This is because we are in the right place at the right time. Currently, commodity markets are dominated by traditional global powerhouses with their exchanges transacting millions of individual contracts daily. Nevertheless, the status quo uh, is increasingly changing and attention is being paid to the African con- continent. More importantly, African gov- governments are laying the physical infrastructure and regulatory framework to facilitate structured commodity trading. At Radava, we aim at capitalizing on this opportunity to open up the continent to investment while connecting African traders and farmers to the global marketplace. Where do you see yourselves in the next five years? In the next five years, I see Radeva Mercantile will have made a massive, massive impact to smallholder farmers, at least a million of them, lifting them from poverty through developing physical and technological infrastructure, logistics, through logistics, warehousing, and access to finance. In the next five years, uh, Radeva will be serving up to one million smallholder farmers uh, in sub-Saharan Africa and uh, transacting more than $1 billion worth of agricultural commodities uh, through a platform. Uh, so where I see myself is where I see Radava. So our goal in the next five years is to expand our pro- operation to more than 10 countries in sub-Saharan Africa and also broaden the number of commodities listed on our platform. We hope that by, by then we will have uh, listed more than 15 commodities and other financial derivatives. Any word of advice to budding entrepreneurs? My word of advice to you know aspiring entrepreneurs is to start now. They should not you know uh, stay with an idea for so long. They should uh, you know put it into action. Uh, for me, what I can tell other entrepreneurs is that uh, stay in the game. Uh, you don't learn how to ride a bicycle via text messages. You learn by doing it in the real sense. So stay in the game and uh, do the real business. For me, my word of advice is just do it. Just do it. Do not overthink it. Uh, The best thing is to at least put your ideas to test by executing them so you can know whether they're working or not instead of assuming. So just do it. Conquer your doubts. Conquer your fears. Go straight ahead. Start with wherever you can see. Whatever step you see, just take it and everything else will fall into place. Those were the founders of Radava Mercantile. That was Ivan Otieno, Josephine Adetti, and Isaac Wachira. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. South Africa's private sector credit increased by 7.8% year-on-year in August 2022, topping market expectations of 6.8% and following a 7.06% growth a month. Earlier, this marked the 14th straight month of growth in private sector credit 
and the steepest pace since April of 2019. In the meantime, expansion in the broadly defined M3 measure of money supply grew 8.15% in August, the same pace as in July, above the consensus of 7.9%. The Central Bank of Kenya raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points to 8.25% at its September meeting, surprising markets that expected it to remain steady at 7.5. It marks the second straight rate hike this year, bringing borrowing costs to the highest level since February of 2020 to combat persistent inflationary pressures in the context of elevated global risks. Kenya's headline inflation rate accelerated for the sixth straight month to an over five-year half 8.5% in August, almost in line with market forecasts. The economy of Seychelles advanced by 4.7% year-on-year in the second quarter of 2022, decelerating from a 14% rise in the previous three-month period, partly due to fading low-base-year effects. Output growth slowed mostly for transport and storage, accommodation and food services, administrative and support services, and agriculture. Additionally, declines were seen in fishing activities, real estate, professional, scientific and technical activities, and the manufacture of fishery products, other food and beverages and tobacco. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at the Dome.